Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexia Domes. Chapter 1, Marseille's The Arrival On the 24th of February, 1815, the lookout at Notre-Dame-de-la-Gardie signaled a free master, a pharadon from Scamatra, Frisley and Naples. As usual, a pilot put off immediately, and rounding the Chateau de Fif, put got on board and vessel between Cape Mongrel and Rayon Island. Immediately, according to custom, the ramparts of Fort Saint-Jean were covered with spectators. It is also an event of Marseilles for a ship to come into port, especially when this ship, like the Pharaon, had been built, rigged and laden at the old Pharisee docks that belongs to the owner of the city. The ship drew on and then safely passed the strait, which some volcanic, volcanic shock was made between the Castagrini, the Dresdus Islands, and doubled Pelagogue and approached the harbour under top sails, jib and spanker, but so slowly and sedately that the islands, with what, what that instinct which is a foreigner of evil, asked one another what misfortune could have happened on board. However, those experienced in navigation say plainly that if any incident had occurred, it was not to the vessel herself, for she bore down with all the evidence of being skilfully handled. Handled the anchor of a cockerbill, the jibber boom guys already eased off the standing by the side of the pilot who was steering the paradon towards the narrowest entrance in the port. Was a young man who, with activity and vigilant eye, watched every motion of the ship and reading each direction to the of the pilot. The vague disquietude which prevailed among the spectators, as had so much affected one of the crowd, he did not wait the arrival of the vessel in the harbour, but jumping into a small shrift, skiff, desired to be pulled along side the Paragon, which he reached as she rounded into La Reserve Basin. When the young man on board saw this person approach, he left his station by the pilot, and hat in hand, leaned over the ship's bulk woods. Woods, Wilkes. He's a fine, tall, slim young fellow of eighteen or twenty, with black eyes and hair dark as a raven's wing. His whole appearance bespoke a calmness and resolution peculiar to man, accustomed for, for the cradle to contend with danger. Ah, it is you, Daddies, cried the man in skiff. What is the matter? And why have you such an air of sadness aboard? A great misfortune, Morel, replied the young man. A great misfortune, for me especially. After severe of his answer, we lost our brave Captain Lecouri. A cargo, inquired Iona eagerly. It's all safe, the Morel. I think you will be satisfied on that head. But poor Captain Lecouri. 
What happened to him? asked the owner, with an air of considerable resignation. What happened to that worthy captain? He died. Fennessee, no, sir. He died of brain fever and dreadful agony. Returning on the crew, in turning the crew, he said, bear a hand there to take in sail. All hands of the obeyed. Amongst the eight or ten seamen who composed the crew, ran to the respectful stations as banker barrels and other tall topsail sheets and other worlds and jib downhill the topsail chill, line, chill lines and blunt lines. Young said, I looked to see his orders were promptly Acrely obeyed and turned round to the owner. And how did his misfortune occur? cried the latter, resuming the interrupted conversation. Alas, sir, in the most suspected manner, after a long talk with the harbour master, Captain Lacoury left Naples, greatly disturbed in mind. In twenty four hours he was attacked by fever and died three days afterwards. He, we performed the usual burial service. service. He is at his rest, sewn up in his hammock. With thirty-six pound shot at his head, his heels off the Garo Island, we bring to his widow his sword and cross of honour. It is worth while, truly added a young man with a collie smile, to make war against the English for ten years, and to die in his bed at last, like everyone else. Why, you see, Edmund, replied the owner, who appeared more comforted at the very moment, we are all mortal, and all must Make way for the young. It's not why they would. It's not why there will be no promotion. And since you assure me that the cargo is all safe and sound, Memorial, take my word for it. I advise you not to take twenty-five thousand francs for the profit of the voyage. Then, as they were just passing the round tower, I mentioned down by there to lower the topsails and jib, bail up the spanker. The order was executed. It probably is it would have been on board of man of war. They go and clew up. As his last command, all the sails were lowered. The vessel moved almost impeccably onwards. Now have you come on board, Emmerel, said Dentes, observing the owner's impatience. Here is your supercargo. Mem Dangler's coming out of his cabin. Who will, f- who will furnish you with a very peculiar particular? As for me, I must look after the anchoring and dress the ship in the mooring. The owner did not wait for a second invitation. invitation. He seized a rope when Dandy flung to him with an active activity that had done credit to the sailor, climbed up the side of the ship, which the young man, going to his task, left the conversation to Diagaras, who had now come towards the owner. He was a man of twenty-five or twenty-six years of age, of an imposing, professing countenance, Squeakerance to his superiors, insolvent to his audience. This, in addition to his position, responsible agent on board, is always obnoxious to the sailors, made him as much disliked by the crew as any dainties beloved by them. Well, Emerald, said Danglarus, you have heard of this misfortune that befallen us? Yes, yes, poor Captain Legary. He was a brave and honest man, a first rate seaman, who had seen long and honourable service and has become a man charged with the interests of the house so important as that of Morel and son, replied Danglars. But, replied the owner, glancing over Dandies, who was watching the anchoring of his vessel, it seems to me 
The sailor needs not be as old as you, say Dengles, to understand his business with your friend. Edmund seems to understand it thoroughly, and not to require instruction for anyone. Yes, said Dengles, starting at Edmund, a look gleaming with hate. Yes, he is young, and youth is invariably self-confident scarcely, as it was the captain's breath. Anybody, when he assumed the command of consulting anyone, he caused us to lose a day, half an island of emperor, instead of making for Marseilles direct. As to taking command, the vessel played my role. That was duty as captain's mate, and losing a day and a half on the island of Abbey, he was wrong unless the vessel needed repairs. The vessel was in good decision, as in good conditions I am. I hope that you are, Emeril. And this day and a half was lost with from pure whim for the pleasure of going ashore and nothing else. Dantes said the ship owner, turning towards the young man, come this way. In a moment, sir, answered Dantes, I am with you. Then calling to the crew, he said, let it go. The anchor was instantly dropped. The chain ran rattling through the portholes. Dantes continued at his post by the presence of the pilot until this manoeuvre was completed. Then he added third mast to the colours and square the yards. You see, said Dengalees, he fancied himself captain, already upon my word. And so, in fact, he is, said the owner. Set your signature and your partner's M. Morel. And why should he not have this? It is, asked the owner. He's young, he's true, but he seems to be a thorough seaman, and full of spirits, a cloud passed over Dangler's brow. Your pardon, M. Morel, said Dantes, approaching the vessel. The vessel now rides anchor. I'm at your service. You hail me, I think, that day. Dengalees retreated a step or two. I wish to inquire why you stopped at the island of the emperor. I did not know, sir. It was to feel last instructions of Captain Lacan, who had been dying, gave me a packet for Marshal Batterard. Then, did you see Edmund? Him, Edmund? Who, the marshal? Yes. Ariel looked around him, then drawing Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To one, on one side, he said suddenly, How is the Emperor? Very well, as far as I could judge from the sight of him. You saw the Emperor then? He entered the Marshal's apartment while I was there, and he spoke to him. Why was he? It was he who spoke to me, sir, said Dandy with a smile. And what did he say to you? Ask me questions about the vessel. Time she left Mercedes. The crew she had taken. What was her cargo, I believe? If she had not been laden, I had been, I had been her master. He would have brought her. But I told him I was only mate. And she belonged to the firm of Morel and Son. Oh, yes, she said. I know for the Morels. Been ship owners from father to son. There was a Morel who served in the same regiment as me. I was in garrison in Valencia. Pardon, Jewel. That is true, cried the owner, greatly delighted. That Picard Glam Morel, my uncle, was afterwards a captain, Dantes. You must tell my uncle that the Emperor remembered him. You will see. You see, it will bring tears to old soldier's eyes. Come, come, continued he, patting Edmund's shoulder kindly. 
You did very, very right, Denty, to follow Captain Ledgear's instructions and touched Amber, although it is, if it had thrown, and you had conveyed a packet to the Marshal, had conversed with the Emperor, it might bring you into trouble. How could that bring me into trouble, sir? Said Denty, for I had not even known of what I was bearing. And the Emperor merely made such quarries as he would the first comer. But pardon me, here is are the health officers and the custom of inspectors coming alongside and the young man went to the gangway. As he departed, Anglers approached and said, Well, it appears he has given you such free reasons for landing Porto de Ferraro. Yes, most such free, my dear Danglese. Well, it's such the, so much the better, said the supercargo. Well, for not, it is not pleasant to think that a comrade has not done his duty. Daddy's had done this, his, replied the owner. He is, and that is not saying much. It was Captain Leclerc who gave orders for this delay. Talking to Captain Leclerc, was not Dante's giving you a letter from him? To me? No, there was. But was there one? Believe there was that. Besides the packet, Captain Leclerc confided a letter to his care. What packet are you talk, speaking to Carey's? Why, which Dante's left? At Ponte Cordero. How do you know he had a packet to leave at Ponte Cordero? Dante's turned very red. I passed close to the door of the captain's cabinet. Was left open. I saw him give the packet to the letter to Dantes. He did not speak to me of it, replied the sit owner. But if there is any letter, he will give it to me. Dantes reflected for a moment. Remember how I beg of you, said he, not to say a word to Dantes on the subject. I may have been mistaken. At this moment, the moan man returned. Dantes, Lelias, who drew, yeah, well, my dear Dantes, you are now free. Well, my dear Dantes, you are now free, cried owner. Yes, sir. Have you been not been long detained? No. I gave the custom house house officers a copy of your bill, a landing. As to the other papers, they sent a man off with the pilot, to whom I gave them. Then you will have nothing more to do here? No, everything is all right now. Then you will come and dine with me. I really must ask you to excuse me, Mr. Morrell. My first it is due to my father. I am not least grateful for the honour you have done me. My dentes were quite right. I always knew you were a good son. And acquired dentes, which is with some hesitation. Do you know how my father is? Well, I believe, my dear Edmund, that I have not seen him lately. Yes, he likes to keep himself shut up in his room. Proves at least he's wanted for nothing during your absence. Then he smiled, my father is proud, sir. Fear he had not a meal left. I doubt he would have asked anything, but he went set from heaven. Well then, after this first visit having made, we shall count on you. I must again excuse myself, Mayor Morel, but after this first visit been paid, I have another one, which I am most anxious to pay. True, Dendies, I forgot. It was at the Cantalines. Someone respects you no less impatiently than your father, the lovely Mercedes. Dendies blushed. Aha, said the shipwriter. I am not the one, not in the least surprised, for he has been to me three times, crying with any news of Peron, Pestee. Edmund, you will have a very handsome mistress. She is not my mistress, replied a young sailor gravely. She is my betrothed. Sometimes one and, and the same thing, said Raoul with a smile. Not for us, sir, replied Dentes. Well, well, my dear Edmund, continued Edmund. Don't let me detain you. You have managed my affairs. So well, I ought to allow you 
all the time you cry for of your own. Do you want any money? No, sir. I have all my pay to take, nearly three months' wages. You are a careful fellow, Edmund. Well, I say, say I have a poor father, sir. Yes, I know how good a son you are. So now hasten away to see your father. I have a son too. I should be very wolf if those who detained him for me were after three months' voyage. Then I have your leave, sir. Yes, you have nothing more to say to me. Nothing, Captain Clare. Did not, before he died, give you a letter of me? He is able to write, sir, but he reminds me, reminds me I must ask your leave of absence some days. To get married? Oh, yes, first, then go to Paris. Very good. Have your what time you acquire, Dentes? You, it will take six weeks to unload the cargo. We cannot get you ready for sea until three months of that. Only we'll be back again in three months for the Paragon, added Bona, patting the young sailor on the back. Cannot sail without a captain. Without a captain? cried Dantes, his eyes sparkling, emanation. Pray mind that you say, for you are touching on the most secret wishes of my heart. Is really your intention to make me Captain Padora? Oh, I was so known. You shake hands with it now, my dear Dantes. I quite settled. I am her partner. You know the Italian proverb. Gente ha tremoro di padone. He was a part. He he was a partner. It was a faster. But the thing is, at least well half done. As you have one out of two votes, but I am me to procure you the other. I will do my best. Ah, Morel! Exclaimed the young seaman, with tears in eyes and grasping on his sand. Morel, I thank you with you the name my father a Mercedes. That's all right, Edmund. It's providence that watches over the, the deserving. So you go to your father, go see Mercedes, and others come to me. Shall I show well you sure? No, thank you. I remain and look after the counts with Danglars. Have you been satisfied with him this voyage? That's causing to the sense you attract Touch the question, sir. Do you mean he's a good good comrade? No. I think he never liked me since the day when I was silly enough. The call he had to propose him to stop for ten minutes at Ireland, Monte Cristo, to settle the dispute. Propose position, because it was wrong to suggest, quite right to refuse. You mean responsible agent? Then you ask me the question. There is nothing to say against him. The other could be content with the way in which he has performed his duty. But tell me, Dentes, had if you had a command of the Federon, should you be glad to see Dunkerque's remain? Captain Lemaitre-Memorial shall always have the greatest respect for those who possess their owner's confidence. That's right, that's right, Dentes. I see you are a fairly good fellow. Retain you no longer. Go, for I shall see how patient, I see how patient you are. Then I have leave. Go, I tell you. May I have the use of your skiff? Certainly. Then for the present, Memorial, farewell and a thousand thanks. I hope soon to see you again, my dear Edmund. Very good luck to you. Young sailor jumped into the skiff, sat down the stern sheets, the order that he put ashore, the cabarini. Two oarsmen bent to the work. The little boat glided away as rapidly as possible, missed the thousand vessels which choke up the narrow way, leads between the row, two rows of ships from the mouth of the harbour to Quay of Orleans. The ship owner smiling, following him with his eyes until he saw him spring out the quay and disappear in the midst of the throng. From, from the five o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night, 
swarms of famous street recovery, a street which the modern Philistines are so proud, they say, with all the gravity in the world, with the accent which gives so much character to what it is said. Paris was a chambery, Paris would be the second Marseille's. On turning round, the owner saw Danglis behind him, Paddy awaiting orders. In reality, also watching the young sailor, but there was a great difference in the expression of the two men, for thus followed the movements of Edward Dantes. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.